Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hey friend, this podcast, we are finally going to talk about lyrics. And I don't know how I've gone this many podcasts and blogs without talking about lyrics. Because if you know anything about me at all, you know that I call myself a lyrics first guy, which does not necessarily mean that I write the lyrics before I write the music so much as that my the way I sort of attack a song is, my first question is, are the lyrics good? And if the answer to that is no, the song is junk and I don't care about the rest. Um, so lyrics first in the sense that if it's not a good lyric, why are we even here? And today we are going to talk about how to write lyrics within your theme because uh, when I was asking different people who I know had tried songwriting at one point, you know, what were some pain points uh, for them and things that they would find helpful, this was something that definitely came up, which is like, all right, so I, I know what I want to write a song about, but like, how do I write a whole lyric from here? Because I have, you know, the first verse to write, and then I have a chorus, and then I probably have a second verse to write, and then I probably have a bridge to write, and maybe I even change up the lyrics in the chorus, and maybe I have a third verse, and you know what, maybe I don't use any of those things, and I have four minutes worth of lyrics to come up with, or even longer. So, this is going to sort of address how to figure out where to go with your lyrics now that you have your idea of of what your song is about. So the first thing is what we'll call the expansion principle. So, you know, obviously this is the idea that we take something small and then we expand from there. And this can take a bunch of different forms. So sometimes, you know, people will just have have a, a basic theme in mind. You know, like, I want to, you know, my girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm sad. I want to write about it. Right? Simple enough. We've all been there. Sure. There's a theme. Uh, sort of. Or, or, if you're like me, you'll often come up with, like, a symbol that you're like, all right, I like this symbol. And then from there, you either already know what it means, but you want to dive into it deeper, or you're like, this is a really cool symbol. What do I think this means? What does it mean to me? Um, when I see this symbol, what do I think it is a symbol of? And, you know, sometimes it's even a lyric, right? Sometimes you'll start with a lyric that you're like, oh my gosh, I just really love this line. Um, so, uh, for example, on that, uh, I have a song called Won't Be Tonight that I wrote, um, the summer in between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And the whole thing sort of started with, I heard that my grandfather, um, had cancer and he probably had about a year or two left and... Um, I was thinking through how a lot of people will, will sort of, um, you know, if something's going wrong in your life, 
there are a lot of people that are like, oh, it will be better someday. And they, and they always skip to that next step, right? Like, well, someday it will be better. And you're, you just kind of want to shut them up and be like, yeah, but it's not now. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that life moves on and that someday it will be okay. But right now it's not going to be. So uh, the chorus is, um, the, the chorus for Won't Be Tonight is this night seems so long, just waiting to hear it's all a bad dream. Maybe someday it will be all right, but no, it won't be tonight. And that came from that place of like, yes, I understand that someday it will be all right, maybe, um, but it won't be tonight. And right now, you know, I'm just waiting for this nightmare to be over. And so that 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 lyric and then the whole song that came of that just started with the concept of won't be tonight that concept of maybe someday it will be all right but no it won't be tonight that line sort of birthed the whole rest of the song and the song even ended up evolving from 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 that because i wrote the chorus originally about my grandfather and then conveniently enough i don't know if convenient is the right word um, but a couple months later, and I just had that chorus a couple months later, my girlfriend broke up with me at my girlfriend at the time. And, um, it was one of those things. I just cried for like, it was like 50 hours that I literally did not eat or drink, which I don't know how I went 50 hours without drinking. Like the, the eating makes some sense to me, but drinking really like how, how was I not severely sick or something? I don't know. But, um, and literally all I did for the 50 hours was watch Everybody Loves Raymond and cry. <laughs> that was all I did. And then at the end of that 50 hours, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this. If I'm, you know, I'm a songwriter. So if I'm going to be this heartbroken, I might as well at least utilize this moment to write a good song. And I sat at the piano and, you know, half an hour later, an hour later, I had three verses and then the alternate, uh, chorus that comes at the end of the song. And all of that is from this expansion principle, right? Where I started with this concept of like, it feels like the world is falling apart around me. I can already imagine people telling me someday it will be okay. So my response is maybe someday it will be all right. Um, but no, it's, it's Tonight, it's not going to be. And it started from that concept. And from the lyric, that obviously is very very much that concept. And then it expanded from there. I asked, all right, what are some other events that would make somebody feel that way? And, you know, eventually, obviously, it evolved into it not even being about what the, what I originally came up with that lyric for. And that's okay. It doesn't matter, right? Because the concept was something horrible has happened, not necessarily, you know, I, my grandfather's dying. It, it can be anything. And you can do the same thing with the other things I was mentioning, like a symbol or, or even the image you have in your head um, that might not be symbolic per se, but just, you know... Uh, a, a feeling that comes from an image that you want to talk about. And something that I really like to do with this is to use Google images. Now, if you have picked up the uh, free guide that I am always 
talking about at the end of the podcast. Uh, you know this, and you've seen this, but I, I have a whole section there that goes through th- this process um, and gives an example of it uh, using Lonely Tree, I believe, is the example I give. But it's this idea that you know, if, if you have an, an image or a couple words or something that you kind of want to work off of, or even an emotion, do a Google image search and then t- copy those images, put it in, you know, a Google Doc or something or whatever you use for writing Microsoft Word. I used to use Word. Um, now I use Google Docs. Um, and just paste those images, images somewhere. That way you have these images to look at to, like, remind you of the tone of the song and to remind you of, like... Of, of of sort of the theme that you're going for. And so the second thing um, is the opposite of the expansion principle is the reduction principle. So a lot of times you're going to start with this, this big picture thing, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe you're like, you know what? Homelessness ticks me off. It makes me sad. Why are there so many homeless and, and, you know, that's it, right? So you got to figure out a way to, I don't know, tell a specific story within that. Or to, you know, you, it's, it would be pretty hard to write a song just about homelessness and for it to not feel kind of like, I don't know, just, un- just not genuine, I guess. Um, but if you tell a story about you know, a, 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 a specific woman that you see on the street and you as the passerby sort of imagine how she got there and you then tell her like tragic life story or something. Now you have something interesting. Now you have something that people want to hear about. And the key with this reduction principle is to figure out why you care about or why you want to write about whatever theme this is. Right. So, so say you, let's go back to a basic example. So say you're like, I want to write a breakup song. Well, why? You know what I mean? Like not an aggressive why, like, why would you want to do that? You fool. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. Um, but like, what is it really you want to address there? Because if you want to write that, you don't want to just write another breakup song, like the last 50 million of them. Right. So, what is it specifically about it? What emotion within it is it that you want to address? Because there's a lot of different emotions with that, right? Um, you know, for example, there could be relief even. Or, you know, there's somewhere on the sadness to anger spectrum. Maybe this. Maybe your attitude is, hey, I knew it wasn't going to work out. I knew it wasn't going to work out from the beginning. I knew this was a bad idea, but here I am brokenhearted. I'm such a moron. Or, you know, I knew it was a bad idea from the beginning. I'm such a moron. I should have made it work. You know, there's, there's just so many angles to take within that really basic, boring, if you want to call it that, theme of a breakup song, right? Like a breakup song is just whatever. It's, it's the story you tell within the breakup song that can make it, you know, still great. Cause you know, there's a million breakup songs out there and you know, there are a ton that are really great. And then there are a ton that are just junk and nobody cares about them. And obviously your goal is to write something that will resonate with somebody. 
and more importantly, maybe even resonate with yourself, something you can be proud of. And I, th I think a lot of times people have the problem of getting too big with the theme or trying to be too broad. And the reality is that if you tell a story or if you use images and you get specific, people can insert themselves into that. So, for example, um, I wrote a song sort of about Alzheimer's and, and the effect of Alzheimer's. Now, I could be, I could write a preachy song about like, hey, the effect of Alzheimer's, family members, you have to be supportive when your, you know, relative with Alzheimer's is starting to go and you can't, you know, but like, th there's so many just boring things that you can do with that. Or, or you can tell the story of a grandson or something with his grandfather or son with his father or daughter with her, doesn't matter. And, um, tell a story about that. So for example, I knew I wanted to write a song about Alzheimer's for a while, but I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and I knew I wanted to because, um, two of my grandparents, uh, pa passed away sort of of different versions of that. So, so one had a, a fast moving dementia and one had normal Alzheimer's and, you know, I saw the tragedy of that, of, of the, you know, forgetting, forgetting, you know, people that were important to you, forgetting almost yourself and sort of fading in and out of remembering that. And I can't even imagine like the loneliness of that. So, so I knew I wanted to write a song about that, but it wasn't until I saw a play at a little playhouse in New Hampshire, actually, um, that I finally had that light bulb of like, okay, now I now I have the the story that I can reduce this giant concept to. And um it was a play about um Alzheimer's and somebody suffering from it. And I learned something interesting there, especially because the cast, uh, it was a local play, so it was small, really small, and it was done by kids, and they did a phenomenal job. Um, but they talked about it afterwards, uh, the director and the children that were acting in it, and they addressed that there's sort of this recurring scene that happens that involves a bus stop where it's not a real bus stop, but like it's basically the old man who has Alzheimer's constantly sits somewhere thinking that it's a bus stop and he's trying to get on the bus, even though it's not coming because it's not a real bus stop. And that's his way to like escape and try to get back to the family that he once knew. Uh, in this case, his wife, I believe. Uh, it's been over a year since I saw it, but um, I believe that's what it was. And... Apparently, it is a real thing that some uh, nursing homes that specialize in Alzheimer's patients have fake bus stops outside because the people with Alzheimer's will go to that fake bus stop and sit there because instead of running away now, they're just going to sit there and wait for the bus to come to take them away uh, so that they can, because they feel trapped. And that gives that fake bench gives a place for them to go so that the workers can go 
talk to them, eventually they kind of forget why they were out there and they can sort of nicely guide them back in. And I thought, bus stop. I have it. And, and from there, so I reduced, so I have this Alzheimer's concept and now I've reduced it to a story, um, that the, the basic gist of it is at the beginning there is, I think it's, it's, it, I haven't finished it yet for the record. Um, but I think it's implied to be like a grandson or a son or something and his father or grandfather. And at first, which is pretty common, the son is almost arguing with the grandfather of like, no, you're like, this bus stop isn't, isn't real. And this bus stop isn't going to take you to all the people who are waiting for you, all the people that you used to know who, who are waiting for you. But then over time, the son sort of comes to um, almost play along because, you know, that is his father or grandfather's reality at that point. And what they recommend you do with Alzheimer's patients is, is to, it's, it's very stressful to them to tell them, no, you're wrong. That's not how it is. Um, so, so you're supposed to sort of, um, I don't want to say play along. That's not really the right term, but, um, but that gets the gist across. So he sort of comes to accept it. And, and then he says back to his father or grandfather, um, you know, yes, I'm sure this bus stop is taking, is, is going there, but tell me of this journey and all the ones that you used to know, or all the ones, you know, and then, and then the final verse is, is again, the son or grandson. Um, and now bus stop has become an analogy for life. That life is very short and it's sort of like a bus stop, um, where you don't stay too long. And so throughout that, bus stop ends up taking multiple meanings, both a literal meaning and a metaphorical meaning, and then a, a, another metaphorical meaning. But none of that is important so much as it's the reduction principle, right? I took Alzheimer's, but that's too big of a thing to tackle. It's just too big. But if you tell a story about it, that, that, that can be something that people can resonate with, and that can be something that 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 you can be proud of and you can actually come up with lyrics for, right? Because how do you even start coming up with lyrics for Alzheimer's in general, right? It's just, it's just too big of a thing. But now that you have a story of a, a man and his grandfather, a man and his father with Alzheimer's, who th the father goes to the, goes to the bus stop, a fake bus stop, because he thinks this bus is going to take him to his family members that he does remember, his old friends that he does remember. Um, or, or, or rather that, you know, he doesn't remember, but he wants to remember and he knows they're waiting for him. Um, and, and that all of a sudden is a compelling story, especially when you kind of f find out at the end that basically, um, the whole thing was like, like the father literally thought that, yes, there's a literal bus that's going to come take me there, but it ends up sort of doubling as a, um, analogy for like, they're waiting for him in heaven. And, you know, um, he will remember their names cause he'd be in heaven then. Um, so, so it becomes this whole deep, whatever. And that's 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 what you get to do with the reduction principle 
as you, as you take that big picture thing and reduce it down to a story that people can resonate with. And the last thing here is sometimes just don't worry about the theme. And that may sound silly, but as, as big as I am on theme, especially with stories, I feel like if you get too hung up on theme with a song, that can trip you up. And I feel like most of the time, you don't necessarily want to think about the theme per se. You want to think about where you're coming from, right? So again, for the easy example, in you know a love song or a breakup song, you're not really thinking about like, well, you know, what is, what is, what is the theme here so much as like somebody just broke up with me, I'm sad and I'm going to write those emotions. I'm going to convey those emotions and all the things I'm feeling, the frustrations I'm feeling, the sadness, the betrayal, the loss of trust the utter despair that you feel when you love someone and you know they don't want you anymore. So you're not worried about theme, right? Like, like you don't need to be worried about like, yeah, but is the theme about how love just never can work out in the end? Like, none of that matters. It just doesn't matter. Just write something from a singular place and then all the rest will just work out. And, you know, sometimes you'll come up with a theme and the inspiration won't be there right, right now, which is fine. You know, like the Alzheimer's thing. It took, it took so long to actually get an experience that, that, that allowed me to write what I wanted to write. And that's fine. And even then, there isn't, like if there is a theme to that song it's it's not that i sat and thought like all right what theme can i preach and i think that's the real danger with being so committed to a theme is if you're committed to a theme it feels like you're trying to be preachy about something and in your music you shouldn't be thinking all right how do i preach this message how do i convince people of this thing if that's what you're trying to do Maybe you should just readjust because we want to move people for sure. And we want to make people feel things. And we probably do want to sort of adjust their opinion, but about something like, you know, have a new perspective on Alzheimer's, for example. But at the end of the day, it just needs to be a song that is cohesive and that it's all coming from the same place because it is you singing to us. And we don't want to be preached at. We want to hear your experience. Even if it's not your real experience, we don't necessarily know that. And we don't really care about that. We just want something that feels genuine. And anytime something sounds preachy and sounds like you know, you're trying to preach this specific theme. Um, we're going to see through that and know that it's not genuine. So don't worry so much about theme. Just make sure that all of it comes from the same place. So in conclusion, the basic things you can do is you can expand 
if you have something, um, you know, like a lyric or just a symbol, you can expand from there and figure out, all right, what does this symbol mean? What are other symbols that are sort of like this symbol? What does this lyric mean to me? What, what, what sort of, um, stories could come out of this lyric and the reduction principle, which is like, all right, Alzheimer's, homelessness, big picture things. How do I reduce this? How do I make it into a specific story? How do I make this into um, something bite-sized enough that I can conquer it with four minutes of my song? And then lastly, just don't worry about theme. Just write from a singular place and it can all come together. And it'll be fine and even great because sometimes if you're worried about theme too much, it's going to come across as preachy. So I hope this was helpful to you. Um, if it was helpful to you, please leave a comment and subscribe. And in your comment, if you're not sure what to say or be, or if you don't want to say nice things because, you know, I don't know, maybe you hated it or something, please, 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 I would love for you to let me know what it is you would like me to talk about. Because um, right now I'm sort of making content in the dark with, you know, I, I see how many listeners we have and I see that's grown every podcast and it's super exciting. But I also want to know, you know, what, what it is you find helpful, what it is you don't find that helpful what it is I'm not talking about that you would love for me to talk about because at the end of the day, you know, I do this a, because I enjoy it. This is enjoyable to me. This is my way of having fun. In fact, right now I'm recording this at one twenty-five AM on a Friday night. <laughs> That's how much I enjoy doing this. Um, but I really want to help, help you out. So help me help you. And I can't help you if I don't know what it is you need help with. If you need more in the music theory department, if you specifically are like, all right, what the heck is a chord? Explain triads to me. Um, you know, how, how do I figure out what key I should sing in? You know, or, or arranging, you know, maybe it's arranging that you're like, oh my gosh, nobody out there is talking about arranging. Yes, please tell me more about this arranging thing. Cause I, you know, I recorded my guitar, I recorded my vocal and then I'm like, now what? I don't know how to make the, a huge song that is, you know, what most songs I hear are right. When there's very few songs out there, that's just like a piano and a, a guy singing or a guitar and a guy singing. Like, of course those exist, but you know, for the most part, there's, there's like layers of guitars and there's layers of synths and there's layers of other stuff and it can seem overwhelming. So anyway, whatever it is, please let me know, please, please, please let me know. And especially if you picked up my free guide, which I really recommend multiple things I talked about today really relate to that. The free guide on 10 ways to start a song. By the way, there's more than 10 ways in there. There's actually two bonus ones at the end. Um, I talk about the Google image search thing and give a, re a, a give an example in there with images and sort of the process that I go through. Uh, there's really helpful stuff in there. I think you guys will find it super helpful. And if you don't, you can let me know because then I would like to make something more helpful. Um, so really... 
really, 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 please, 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 please let me know what you want me to talk about. And please pick up your your free, 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 free guide um, because I think it will be really helpful to you. And if you do, then you'll have my email address and then you can email me directly and tell me the things that you would like me to talk about. And then I will even more definitely see that and definitely, definitely, definitely uh, talk about those things that you that you want me to talk about. Um, so yes, please leave a review, subscribe, and go pick up that free guide. And I, I don't think I actually mentioned this at the end of podcasts, so I will say it now. The You don't actually have to memorize what it is I say. Uh, the link is in the description below. It is the very first part of the description below. And that will be true for all podcasts for the foreseeable future and all of the past podcasts. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.